0: This podcast is an invitation to feel and experience the souls of famous old Hollywood homes and to have an in-depth journey to the areas where they're located through interviews with longtime residents. Either you're a fan of old Hollywood in Los Angeles, planning to have a vacation, or an even bigger step, considering a certain area for your future home. This is your opportunity to receive valuable information and insightful advice you won't find anywhere else.
1: Hello, hello. And welcome to my podcast. Are you in the mood for California? Today, we'll explore and feel Musso and Frank grill, followed by an interview with wonderful Andreas Kuto, who will share with us what it feels like to work at this iconic old Hollywood restaurant. <laughs>
2: As you can see, Muslim Frank its kind of the epicenter of a certain cultural life during the 40s and the 50s. And then the golden era of Hollywood uh, explodes. So all the stars, for example, we have the Marilyn Monroe booth that is called Marilyn Monroe booth because she sat there, there was a booth when she came in.
0: Masha Korpacheva is a California-based realtor and a member of the National Association of Realtors in Los Angeles. She's an advocate for selling and buying homes with soul and practicing mindfulness in real estate. With master's degrees in spiritual psychology and linguistics, Masha brings all of her skills to work with her clients. An intuit and empath, she has touched many lives with her outstanding ability to see beyond the visible and helping to come to better understanding of issues and their resolutions an adventurous world traveler. From climbing Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania to exploring the Galapagos Islands, Masha has a particular passion for the City of Angels. Having landed in this paradise and adopted it as her home, she's been sharing old Hollywood stories since 2007. In the mood for California, feel the soul of old Hollywood.
1: And now, are you ready to feel the soul of Musso and Frank Grill, Snuggled amidst the glitz and glamour of the entertainment capital, right on Hollywood Boulevard, there stands a timeless institution that has witnessed the rise and fall of stars, the ebbs and flows of history, and the evolution of a city. Welcome to Musso and Frank Grill, a cherished landmark that has been an emblem of elegance and sophistication since its inception. It was in 1919 when Joseph Musso and Frank Toulet first established this haven of culinary mastery. The roaring 20s were in full swing, and Musso and Frank Grill quickly became a magnet for the era's most prominent figures, actors, directors, writers, and other luminaries of the silver screen. From the glimmering days of the golden age of cinema to the turbulent times of wars and social upheavals, Musso and Frank Grill has remained an enduring symbol of continuity. As Tinseltown's elite gathered there, it became a hub of creativity and inspiration, where ideas were born, deals were struck, and friendships flourished. From Rudolph Valentino, Greta Garbo, Charlie Chaplin, Betty Davis, Frank Sinatra, and Marilyn Monroe, to Ernest Hemingway, and Scott Fitzgerald, to name just a few, the restaurant's rich history is palpable, as if the very essence of the past is embedded in every nook and cranny. Dark wood paneling, original wallpaper, red leather banquettes, and softly glowing scones envelop you in the ambience of a certain mystique, and you are instantly transported to a bygone era where the aroma of sizzling steaks mingles with the whispers of intimate conversations and extravagant celebrations echoing within protective walls. With an unwavering commitment to exceptional service and culinary expertise, Mosu and Frank Grill's menu is a treasure trove of delightful classics. In the ever changing landscape of Hollywood and the world beyond, the menu has gone virtually unchanged for more than a hundred years and still showcases signature dishes that have stood the test of time. From the beloved chicken pot pie to the mouth watering New York strip steak, lobster thermidor, and grilled lamb kidneys with bacon, each bite is a tribute to the rich heritage of this venerable establishment. The impeccable service, the sublime flavors, and the air of refined grandeur all combine to create an experience that transcends the boundaries of time. Musso and Frank Grill is so much more than just a restaurant. It's a portal to the enchanting spirit of old Hollywood, a place where the past and present intertwine harmoniously. So, whether you're an ardent cinephile, a lover of culinary excellence, or simply an admirer of history, allow yourself to be transported to a place where legends were made and memories are crafted one delectable bite at a time. And here we are. Welcome to Musso and Frank Grill. I am so delighted to have Andrea Scuto here with me. Andrea has the honor to serve as the general manager for Musso and Frank Grill and has been with the company since 2018. He considers Musso's the pinnacle of his career as a restaurateur. Andreas Scuto was born and raised in Rome, Italy, and moved to Los Angeles in 2006. Interestingly enough, Andreas' background is in music. He used to be a professional guitarist, and very early on in his life, he studied anthropology. He really wanted to play guitar, but his dad, told him there was no way unless he graduated from the university at the same time and unless he learned wine. Thus, at the tender age of 16, Andrea was sent to a very famous Inateca, a wine store that had a resident French sommelier, and followed his classes because he really wanted to play guitar. Once guitar and music became Andrea's main profession, the learning curve flattened, and being a very curious person, he turned his curiosity to food and wine. Andrea had always been the one in his grandma's kitchen, trying to steal cooking tips and learn how to make things. He also enrolled in a professional cooking class at a very prestigious school in Rome studying for a year, all basic techniques that really helped him become a better cook, allowing to work in a few restaurants to get school credits and consulting, and later on to develop wine programs. During all of this, Andrea kept traveling for his music business and ended up coming to LA pretty often. Andrea loved it so much that after more than a decade, he abandoned his music career and focused on hospitality. Andrea ended up working all stations, tending bar, serving and being a captain, a sommelier, and then wine director. Later in his career, he learned how to manage, how to deal with multiple operations, How to open a wine bar based on his concept and kept learning and learning. Andrea judged wine competitions and took part in some of them, learned how to make wine and consult with different organizations. The experience at Musos has been exciting, humbling, intense, and full of incredible people. From the 40-year-old tenured staff both in the dining room and in the kitchen, to Chef JP and Danilo, Mark and his dad John, and the rest of the family, the wonderful regular guests, some of whom Andrea had already known for a long time and they were happy to see him in their favorite restaurant. And then the food. Andrea's favorite is having a tender filet mignon broiled on their 1930s grill under hot flaming mesquite charcoal from their grill master and served au jus to maintain the steak texture with a side of their legendary creamed spinach. Their chicken pot pie, prime rib. While the menu is too long and delicious to list, you need to come and try it. Long-lasting relationships. This is what Andrea's job is all about, and that's the best part of what he does. Andrea will share with us what it feels like to work at Musso and Frank Grill. Hello, Andrea.
2: Hi, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing so well. How are you?
2: I'm great, thank you.
1: You cannot believe I'm so Excited to have you as my guest today to talk about this iconic Hollywood restaurant, Musso and Frank Grill.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Musso and Frank, it's uh, one of uh, LA's treasures.
1: It is, it is. So, what does it feel like to actually manage this treasure?
2: Well, you know, it's a very humbling experience. Musso and Frank is not just a restaurant, right? It's it's been here for a hundred mm-hmm. and four uh, years, and it's been through a lot of different eras in this particular city. That it's very well known to like new, tore down old, and you know, to to renew things. And Musso has resisted uh, for many, many years. So. Uh, when I was uh, called upon managing and, uh, you know, kind of uh, taking care of this beautiful property, I was a little bit uh, uh, intimidated, obviously. Mm-hmm. But the family that owns it, they're so nice and they're so welcoming that uh, it was it was pretty simple and easy to get in tune with what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And uh, the staff, uh, which one of the greatest staff in the world, there's people here that work for, that's been working here for over 40 years. So, you know, I feel humbled and I feel very, very happy. And I think that it's a matter of energy when, you know, when the customers see that the person, the customer and the staff see that the person that, that, you know, manages the place, uh, you know, comes in with that kind of mentality, they're a little more uh, open to help you out. And I got very lucky to be helped out from some of the senior servers that were here And that's, you know, that's how I got my in
1: Yes, Franks. Yes, this is so true. Very true. And so you mentioned uh, the family who owns Mussov and Frank Grill. So is it, you know, the same family that opened it in 1919? So what is uh, the origin of this restaurant? No, I'll
2: tell you the story because it's interesting. Yes. Um, so basically, Musso and Frank opened his door in 1919 with a different name, was Frank's Cafe. Mm-hmm. It was opened by this um, Frank Toulet um, person that was a restaurateur. And uh, right after, he got together with a chef that was called um, Mr. Musso, you know, Joseph mm-hmm. Musso, and uh, they decided to change the name to Musso and Frank's. Now, the family that owns it as per today actually got uh, the ownership of the restaurant in um, 1927. Mm. It's uh, not even 10 years from when the restaurant opened. That's right. And it happened that this gentleman, Mr. Mosso, very similar name, Mm -hmm. emigrated from Italy. He was working for Fiat in Torino, and uh, he really didn't want to stay in Italy because at the time there was the war, there was the fascist era. It it wasn't a happy period. So he decided to emigrate to the United States. And he opened, uh, I think, uh, what it was uh, a mixture between a mechanical shop and a body shop, because mm-hmm. it was coming from an experience. And then he decided with a with a business partner, another Italian, uh, a gentleman named uh, Carissimi, to purchase Musso and Frank that was for sale. So they purchased Musso in nineteen twenty-seven and since nineteen twenty-seven the restaurant has been in the same family because Mr. Mosso had one daughter. So Mr. Mosso ran it first, the daughter ran it after. So the daughter had three daughters, and the three daughters are, you know, now the, the third generation, they are still alive. And they are on the board of Muslim Frank. And the fourth generation, that is actually my direct boss, and uh, Mr. Mark Echeverria is the CEO and CFO, and Mark's dad is the CEO, Mr. John Echeverria. So, as you can tell, it's being passed on in the family. The Echeverria family actually. Got full control of the restaurant in 2010. Mm-hmm. As uh, Mr. Mosso and Mr. Carissimi ran it, you know, together for a very long time. But you know, around 2006, seven and eight, uh, you know, um, the uh, Miss Rose, that was Mr. Mosso's daughter, died, and uh, there wasn't really anybody to manage the restaurant properly. So they decided to buy the interest of the second family that was at that point very detached in you know, operations and acquire full of control of Muslim and Franks. So the restaurant has been in the family since 1927. And today the same family, it's basically the board of the director and they're very, very keen in maintaining, uh, you know, what Muslim Frank uh, means to the city, what Muslim Frank represents, uh, and very, very proudly, you know, keep it as a jewel, a crown jewel in the family. It's, wow. it's interesting, yeah. And, uh, you know, Musso sees a lot of love from a lot of people and we had a very bad moment during the pandemic because we closed for a year and a half. And oh, just wow. to get, did,
1: your- did you completely close the restaurant, so you didn't even do any takeouts? Uh,
2: we did a little bit of takeout in the beginning, but it wasn't really working because our product uh, it's it's made of different parts, uh, and one of the parts was coming to Lusso. Mm. I mean, steak doesn't travel very well. Right. So So um, we decided to close, and you know, we reopened just out of the sheer uh, willpower of the family. They injected a lot of. Uh, of uh, energy and, and, and money and funds in keeping it open. Imagine that throughout the whole pandemic, they continue paying for health insurance for all the employees. Oh, my God. Out of, out of their own pocket. So the family, it's really incredible. You know, they treat their employees uh, in a way that I've never seen in any other restaurants, any other group, restaurant group that, you know, I work for or I work with. It's it's really different here.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. What an amazing story, you know? And you say it's a family restaurant, but the way you have described, it's just a family. You know, that's yep. the way they treat the people. And uh, it's fascinating. Wow. No wonder they have survived uh, for well, all these years and through the pandemic. And uh, this is... Uh, this is an incredible, incredible story. Yeah,
2: it's definitely a, a blessed, uh, a blessed restaurant. Yes, and you know, there's so many different parts to the recipe of why Muslim Franks uh, is so successful that we could talk for hours right
1: right no for sure well i was going to ask you what uh sets musa and frank grill apart from other restaurants in the area and well what you just shared seems like this will be the main thing that sets it apart so like being you know such a family of people who work there you know and the owners who are so generous uh, with their employees and uh it feels that the restaurant is filled with warmth and kindness and generosity. And uh, I'm sure the food is extremely delicious there as well.
2: Yes, definitely. You know, all this, uh, all this, uh, you know, love and care that the family has for the restaurant reflects uh, in the style of, uh, of of service and product that we, you know, we offer. Muso. You see what Musso what what sets Musso apart from other restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. So Musso has hasn't changed much. The menu that we serve today, as items on the menu, they still go back to the twenties. Wow. Uh, you know, we've been serving chicken Popeye on Thursday since the nineteen twenties. We've been having send ups on the menu since the nineteen twenties. We have short ribs as a special on Saturday, special sorry, as a feature on Saturday since 1932. It's mm-hmm. you know we we wanna really preserve certain heritage that we think it's very important to our culture, and uh, you know imagine that Musa and Frank has got three dining rooms now. Mm-hmm. The old room, because when Musso opens, he opens next door to where we are now. We are mm-hmm. six, six six seven, but we moved on six 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 seven in 1934. And uh, that's called the old room today. And that's the room where the grill is. So the grill has been there for 75 years. And we still grill those steaks on the same piece of metal that it's, uh, you know, 75 years old. That is historic. Those has <laughs> got all that uh, seasoning. It's got all that... Uh, you know, grilling time on it, and and you know we grill on mesquite wood, always the same mesquite. It's 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 very special. We serve the steaks au jus like they were served in the twenties. So we never change our recipe for quality, and most importantly, we keep the quality the best that we can. You know, mm-hmm. so being top notch, obviously we don't we don't really compromise on quality in any way. And uh, you know, in 1955 they expanded and they have their room that now is called the new room that is actually not new because it's from 55, right? But mm-hmm. it's new if you look at the old room that is from the 30s, and there's the room where today you can find the iconic bar. When Musso opens in this specific location, the bar was guarded in a back room that was called the Rider room because Musso and Frank was uh, positioned uh, next to the uh, American Guild of Riders. So in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, all these riders that were coming to Hollywood from the east coast uh, in order to you know to find uh, a place where to sell their stories i don't know tennessee williams uh, or aldous axley all these people that would you know eventually you know sell the screenplays and make movies obviously they will come and complain because the people that bought the screenplays butchered their their stories Mm -hmm. coming to complain at uh, american guild of writers and then they came to Musso for a drink because they were so upset Aww. So, Musso's bar is called the Writers' Room because all these writers, famous literary writers, uh, you know Fitzgerald, uh, uh, Chandler, they all uh, regulars here at the bar and drank for ages. You know, Chandler wrote his books, uh, this famous Philip Marlowe detective, in one specific booth. In the new room. Mm -hmm. Funny enough, it's the same booth where today Michael Connolly comes and have dinner because we consider Michael Connolly, you know, the author of the Bosch novels or the Bosch series. We consider the modern Raymond Chandler, and he sits in the same booth as Raymond Chandler sat. So, as you can see, Muslim Frank, it's kind of the epicenter of a certain cultural life during the 40s and the 50s, and then the golden era of Hollywood. Uh, explode. So, all the stars, for example, we have the Marilyn Monroe booth that is called Marilyn Monroe booth because she sat there. There was a booth when she came in. Wow. And I know how much you like Marilyn Monroe. Yes. <laughs> I remember a visit uh, to her house together. Yes. And uh, Marilyn was coming all the time. There's a beautiful picture of her and uh, uh, her husband at the time, the, the baseball player. What's his name? You know better. Yes,
1: Jody Maggio. Jody
2: Maggio sitting at one of our booths and one of the most famous picture. But you know, we have the, the Orson Welles booth where Orson Welles used to come and sit. Uh, we have the Rolling Stones booth where, when the Rolling Stones are in town, they always come and, come and sit at that specific booth. We have the Charles Bukowski booth, we have the Steve McQueen booth. I mean, people, I can continue forever. But oh my gosh, just...
1: so probably every booth uh, in your restaurant has a name,
2: <laughs> not every booth, but you know, th- there's a lot of those particular guests that wanted to sit in this particular booth. One of the most famous. It's Charlie Chaplin. Oh, of course. Charlie Chaplin uh, used to come with his horse from the studios. Then now it's the Hanson studio for to have dinner in Musso. And he would see that the only booth with the window mm-hmm. uh, because he, he hitched his uh, horse over there. So while he was having lunch or dinner, he could look at his horse. And he was always with Rodolfo Valentino or with Douglas Fairbank and Mary Pickford. And it was this classic hangout for them. But again, those are stories from the 20s and 30s, but this story continues to this day. Yes. Like another example, you know, usually we don't talk about current celebrities because we're very keen on protecting everybody's privacy here. That's why there's no many pictures in Musso. We have a strict no picture policy. Of course. But Johnny Depp, that you probably know, you listen to what it is, when he started, you know, he used to come to Musso and see the very specific booth that was next to, a phone booth. Because in Musso we have phone boots, mm-hmm. you know, but we still have phone booths. We left it there, and he would give uh, on his business card the telephone number of the phone booth. So he would sit there all day, and when he got a phone call, he would get up and pick up the phone from the phone booth. And uh, Miss Rosa would leave Johnny sitting down that was a little bit broke with a cup of coffee and leave him there just out of a of uh, niceness for this nice guy mm-hmm. to this day johnny still comes back and it's a great great friend of the restaurant
1: oh my god so do you think it's still possible to call him in that phone booth
2: <laughs> i don't know we can <laughs> find an old uh, an old business card uh from from john from uh, you know from his old times mm-hmm. but yeah he's, he's a very good friend of the restaurant he's a very nice guy um so those are some stories you know as you can see i span from the 20s to to today's day, Uh, but, you know, Mousseau is a magic, magic place, for sure.
1: So, it is absolutely incredible, you know, how this restaurant uh, was able to preserve and maintain um, its historic ambience and decor. And how does the restaurant uh, manage um, to balance its classic style with modern updates and renovations? Are
2: there any of those at all? So the only updates uh, that we do it's uh, to certain recipe because mm-hmm. in the twenties and thirties, uh, you know, people's taste was slightly different. The way they ate, mm-hmm. so we have uh, our executive chef, uh, Mister JP Amato, that actually is the third executive chef in the whole history of Muslim Frank. Mm. Muslim Frank only had three executive chefs. And the original one, the one that opened, it was Mr. Jean Roux, a French chef. Mm-hmm. Lasted for many, many years, over 55 years wow. at Western Franks. And Chef JP is the third chef. And one of his job was, you know, to put the modern, the modern touch on those dishes that we have on the menu. So we always look at, uh, you know, what, what can make a, a, a dish better, right? What can make something tastier or nicer. And chef, you know, tends to revisit this recipe for modern palate. So we don't lose, we don't fall in the category to say, oh, you go to Musso and Frank, you're going to eat something that was, you know, cooked in the 20s. And that's not very appealing sometimes. Mm -hmm. When you come to Musso, everything on the menu is actually, is updated. Mm. So you have a truffle mac and cheese, right? Instead of regular mac and cheese or something like that.
1: Right. Interesting. Very interesting. So the only updates that you do implement are just in regard to the menu, but nothing else.
2: No, we don't change the inside. When something breaks, uh, we have a um, we have a prop master from the movies that comes and rebuild uh, the part that's been broken exactly that it was the way before. When I started working at Musso, you know, Musso has this very, very, you know, traditional wallpaper that's been there since they opened. So the wallpaper in the old room, uh, it's from 1934. And uh, some of this wallpaper was, uh, you know, was basically, it needed needed help. It needed to be restored. Mm -hmm. To restore the wallpaper, instead of changing the wallpaper, um, I called up a friend that it's an actual uh, art restorer. They restore ancient art and they came and restore, like they would restore a painting, you know, our wallpaper.
1: Oh my God. That yes. is wild.
2: Yeah, just to give you the idea of the, the, the level of detail that we put into maintaining, you know, our tradition. This is wallpaper that's got the smoke from Humphrey Bogart, uh, you know, inside. You know, it's yellow from the cigarettes that Steve McQueen mm-hmm. smoked in there. So it's to us, it's an asset, you know, to us, everything that's inside the restaurant, that it's so incredibly uh fascinating we don't want to change it we don't want to make it new we want to preserve it as much as we can yes same spirit because when you walk into muslim frank it's like walking into a time machine
1: yes i was just going to say that Probably to replace certain items that got broken, you have to do this time travel, you know, like back to the future and get a piece of whatever was broken from the past.
2: (laughs) We have people that do exactly that, maybe without the time machine, but
1: wow, that is absolutely incredible to have this kind of an experience. It's like a museum, but it's a living museum. You can still, you know, go there and experience the food and be surrounded uh, with everything that has endured, you know, the time for so long. Wow. Absolutely. That is so special. Well, uh, Andrea, do you know any favorite dishes of maybe like some of the celebrities uh, that you mentioned either from the past or from the present because you did say that the only new things uh, that you implement they have to do with the menu but do you know any favorite dif- dishes of any famous people? Of course
2: we can give you a couple I can okay. take Charlie Chaplin's favorite was uh, grilled lamb kidneys mm-hmm. and uh, Kate Richards the guitar player from the Rolling Stones favorite it's liver and onions mm. those are you know their famous famous favorites or um you know Anthony Bourdain when he used to come here uh he used to have the chicken pot pie
1: wow and you still have all of those dishes on the menu oh yes of course okay i noted grilled lamb kidneys that sounded very delicious
2: well if you like <laughs> lamb kidneys they're good <laughs> Wow! Very, very. It's it's not proper modern dish, but it's 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 very very delicious.
1: Well, in memory of Charlie Chaplin, I'm sure it would be appropriate.
2: (laughs) We used to eat it all the time.
1: Wow! How interesting. So, um, have there been any memorable moments in Monsieur Frank Grill's history? Maybe there were some special events. Or maybe there were some certain cultural milestones that uh, we haven't talked of yet.
2: Well, it's 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 hard to pinpoint that special moment because Musso and Franks, uh, it's been here for so long that so many things happen in here that it's very difficult to pick something. Mm -hmm. Um, Musso and Franks, uh, it's very well known because different generations come together uh, to share their special moment here right so it's it's not uncommon to find sitting at the same table for different generation grandma you know their sons their kids the nephew everybody together so mm-hmm. this is valid for not just uh, you know regular people that comes uh, all the time but also for uh you know celebrities yes. so the families of celebrities uh, doing the same thing. And one of the things that it's very important for us is that we don't allow paparazzi, we don't allow pictures. So they know that when they come to Musso, they are undisturbed. Uh-huh. So yes. after an Oscar, you know, we have an Oscar party of a famous actor, it comes over here. After a star induction ceremony, there's a party in Musso in France. Uh-huh. You know, after something very important, a particular director uh, got, you know, Accolade with the Count to Muslim Frank. There, there, there's so many of this. It's hard to say, oh, you know, the, the Declaration of Independence was, you know, rolled inside Muslim Frank. That didn't happen. But uh, definitely is a special occasion uh place. Yes. The, yes. That
1: makes total sense.
2: Yes. And it was very interesting when we celebrated 100 years in 2019. We closed for five days and we only had uh, hosted parties by us and all the most you know, love of our customers and regulars and celebrities were all invited. And there was a, a sight to behold those those four nights. It was mm-hmm. it was pretty interesting. Beautiful,
1: beautiful. And my last question to you, Andrea. So what do you think are some of the most important lessons that Musa and Frank Grill has learned over the years? And what do you think will be the restaurant's lasting legacy in the
2: culinary world? Well... I think that one of the most important lessons that Musso has learned is to be consistent, mm-hmm. to never, um, to never be scared by the times, and to always be concentrated on the priorities and their intrinsical value that Musso and Frank always has at the core. That it's honesty, integrity, loyalty, quality—all these four values that have always been at the core of, you know, conducting business in and Muslim Frank. Mm-hmm. We never compromise quality. We never compromise loyalty. We never compromise integrity. We always are a place where you come in and you can, you know, be absolutely sure that you're going to find somebody that uh, will take good care of you, no matter what. And sometimes in the, in the restaurant world that is today, those are things that uh, are not too in fashion, especially when you think about new restaurant that opened with this chef or with other chef, but there's no soul inside this restaurant. There's mm-hmm. a very small here is different. So, you know, protecting the legacy, protecting the values, protecting our our relationship. You know, we are a very big on relationship. We are relationship oriented. The relationship the family has with their team, the relationship that we have with our vendors, the relationship we have with our guests, generation to generation, and this is what made uh, Muslim Frank possible to be what Muslim Frank is today, what always been, because it's always been considered this particular place. One of the reasons why Muslim Frank in so, is so, it's in so many movies, in so many stories, in so many literary books, uh, it's because it is an important uh, landmark for all this reason, you know. Yes, the last movie that Quentin Tarantino filmed as the first 20 minutes filmed inside Muslim Frank. And he says Muslim Frank, it's not just a location. And the reason why Quentin wanted to film here was because Quentin, when he was a kid, was brought here by his parents to have lunch or dinner at Muslim Frank. So that's how much it meant to him and it meant enough to have, um, you know, this, this tradition depicted in his last movie.
1: Wow. This is so beautiful, Andrea. And the way you have just described uh, the restaurant uh, is so inspirational. And it can actually be such a good lesson for anybody to follow in their own life. Because once you develop like this honesty, integrity, loyalty, and you know, quality, you know, with whatever you do, you know, then your commitment to excellence you know it will definitely lead you to a very good life yeah i i tend to agree that is amazing well thank you so much andrea i really really appreciate you taking the time to talk about this incredible restaurant and i hope more people will come and visit and uh, will taste Alt hollywood and will experience Alt hollywood at its best you know, in our modern age.
2: My absolute pleasure. Uh, Whenever you want to come, just, uh, you know, where to find me.
1: Yes. Thank you so much, Andrea.
2: I will see you soon. Make sure to call me because uh, we booked uh, three weeks in advance with reservation.
1: I can imagine. I can imagine. I will definitely call you and I already know what I want to try.
2: (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. Well, it was a pleasure talking to you.
1: Thank you so much, Andrea. The pleasure was all mine. Thank
2: you. You take care. You too. Bye.
1: Thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope you enjoyed experiencing Musso and Frank Grill with my special guest, Andreas Kuto. Please press the like button, follow and share your feedback for the podcast. Your time and support are greatly appreciated. Next time, our journey will be to Mid-Wilshire. If you cannot find me, I will be right next to the urban lights at LACMA, one of the most photographed places in Los Angeles. See you there.
0: In the mood for California, feel the soul of old Hollywood.